tune up the band. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant of the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. What? I said Marcus Aurelius. What? Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance, son, in this life or the next. And that's all I got to say about that. We're in another episode of the Sweet Chin Wag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Raiden and Dad, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> I'm very surprised you managed to keep it for the entire time. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. So. <laughs> now, you want to fight me when you stab me in the stomach there, Emperor Commodus? <laughs> oh my god. I, okay. Is this what hell looks like? This is. I. You're, I don't you're know. You're my brother. You're my son. Son. <laughs> I. I don't know if it's what hell looks like, but it's probably what hell feels like. <laughs> dang, we do try yeah. our best here. We do. But dang, that's 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 a, that's a slamming indictment on my impression of Stone Cold. <laughs> right, and yet it never stops. <laughs> Hi, hello. <laughs> How have you chaps been this week? I have been pretty good. I am surviving. Yeah, Doing my thing. I'm al- I'm almost seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I no longer have to worry about like seventeen billion different things. It's now down to about I don't know, like nine billion. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It helps. Sizable chunk already taken off. <laughs> yeah. I say sizable, but in the grand scheme of things, it is a chink in the armor. Oh, uh, you know, you take it and you take it as it comes. Yep. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I'm simply vibing in my in my respect. Can't really say much other than that. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, to think, to think that Stone Cold would go from that, and in a few years' time, he would end up doing the condemned that weird battle royale. Record. Don't worry about it. And then the expendable. Oh no, he did the longest yard. He then did the expendables. But yes, we talked about the longest yard, didn't we? <laughs> oh, we did. Yes. Um. Y- yes, yeah, Steve, you played that. You played that with far too much vim and vigor. I yeah. Think that's the word. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a guy who has like seen it. He's heard his, stuff. Yeah, he has heard and probably seen stuff and was like, I know exactly how to play this, or so I'm sorry. <laughs> the great state of Texas. The great. As he said at WrestleMania last year. Anyway, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know, guys... Here at Sweet Chinwag Podcast, we like our bright lights. We like the big city. We like the gl- the gloss and the glamour of Hollywood. But even more than that, we like pending. So therefore, we are always pending other platforms, and we always will be. And with Hollywood, I need to say it right now, we're all in the agreement that Hollywood needs to get rid of its sleazy producers. Yeah. Right now, this instant. Yes. Also, yes. Also, times out for times up for all of those guys. Straight up. Straight up. Right. The future is now, old man. <laughs> no, sorry. I just thought of a joke, and I'm gonna bite my tongue. Mm. Uh, 
before we get on to our episode where we chronicle probably the greatest ad campaign for a WrestleMania with WrestleMania Goes Hollywood, it is time to visit Dan for this week's wrestling news. Wrestling news. Oh. Um, so, I think outside of all the WrestleMania prep and everything, the big going story right now is all this uh, furore around CM Punk. Ain't <laughs> it crazy? Like, a couple of years back, we go, oh, CM Punk's bad, this is awesome, and now we're just like, oh, fucking grow up, CM Punk. It, is, it, it really it's... is, like, the most aggressive blaze of glory. This is the biggest monkey's paw I've ever seen in wrestling. Uh, we've seen some monkey's paws yeah, in professional wrestling. that is saying something. Like, it it really has touched so many parts of... I was going to say wrestling discourse. I hate that phrase. <laughs> or at least for this situation. Um, it's really touched so many different aspects because, like, I've then equally seen people going about, like, oh, like, why do people like CM Punk's career at all? And I'm like, that really isn't the question at hand here, but, like... <laughs> <clears throat> but you do you, boo. Yeah, that is but, a, that's, a, that's a take. But, um... Yeah, to, to, to summarise this, he put up um, a story on Instagram that was going through a bunch of stuff. It was basically his issues with the company that um, Which, led to I him I mean, I've leaving. got it up. Do you want me... Actually, no. Most news outlets have already read the whole thing. Yeah. Um, before, so I'm not going to. But, but basically, the essence of it comes down to differences over the plan of him winning or losing against John Moxley after the return, yada, yada, yada. Um, it all got very complicated. And obviously, we only know what he has said. Um, we have no official company side point um, or anything from Moxley to say otherwise. But basically, but this think... was just someone just rattling mm. off the personal issues he had with the company more than anything. And for some reason, bringing fucking Dave Meltzer into the <laughs> I love it. It's like, you're a liar, Dave. Also, Jericho, you're a fucking stooge. <laughs> wow. Jericho, a stooge, I never would have guessed. But also, I want to say that I think the 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 reaction that I think he wanted from this was uh, was not what he he anticipated because the reaction people had with this was, "Excuse me, you've never fucking seen Rocky." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there is that to it. Which, to be fair, I love that point because. <clears throat> Well, was it that he'd never seen a Rocky movie, or was it specifically Rocky Three? Because I feel like that he's was the one that was seen, mentioned. He's, he's never seen a Rocky movie. Basically, Mox <clears throat> tried to do kind of like the he pitched to him a a similar sort of scenario to Rocky Three, where Clubber Lang beats Rocky, but Rocky comes back to defeat Clubber. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He explained that, and he said, and Punk said to Mox, "I've never seen a Rocky film." <laughs> And I think the idea sucks. Mm. But it's a tried and tested story, Phil. Dude, that, that's that's wrestling in general. You've you've you know that story. That <laughs> story happens all the time. Even even setting aside the fact that he'd never seen a Rocky movie, which not even four. I like I hate four, but not even four, really. Uh, but 
But like, you know that angle. You've been in that. I was going to say, but like, even then, <clears throat> when it comes to Rocky movies, I think I've only seen Rocky one and two. But I still like. I still feel like most people understand the essence of a Rocky film <laughs> without having seen it. Yeah, look, that's kind of it's so odd. quick sidebar. You've seen, his... you've seen Creed, right? Quick sidebar. I love yeah, it. yeah. I... Okay, continue, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Creed Three's not bad, but like I, I, I assume most people understand the essence of of the, of the story. It's yeah. not again wrestling, famed for its intricate storytelling. <laughs> Ah yes, with its with its with its greatest character of all time, Thunderlips. Like just just wrestling, just you know. By the way, these yeah, these never... young these young wrestlers these days with their Kafka esque storylines, like <laughs> I would pay. I mean, honestly, Bray Wyatt would make a fucking great like pay from the trial. I'd watch that shit. I'd watch that shit. <laughs> God I don't, think I, wanna, I don't think I want to see wrestling try after Bray Wyatt's last endeavors. Mm. Oh. See, the thing is, I could under, I would, I would understand. I mean, we're we're basically basing our Moxie pitch the Clubber Lang Rocky storyline. But what if? Hear me out. What if Mox actually pitched the Rocky versus Thunderlips storyline from Rocky Three? <laughs> I, I see where you're going. I see, I see the logic. However, I don't think. I don't think anyone in that company wants to be anywhere that close to Hulk Hogan, even That's... even with it just being a thought. Or maybe they do, dude. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, okay, CM Punk. Now let me explain this. Let me explain this. Let me explain this Thunder Lips thing. Now, and stick with me here. Hulk Hogan, and then that'd be the end of the fucking conversation. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's true. That's true. I've looked talking all of these films. I'm still waiting for Paul White to come out one time as Captain Insano. I'm sorry, I'm waiting for the AEW debut of Captain Insano. <laughs> You're gonna one keep day. waiting, sweetie. You're gonna keep on waiting. AEW have the rights to Captain Insano, which is in, which is in, an insane sentence to think of. They have <coughs> they have teased him once. I want Captain Insano <laughs> to be accompanied by Bobby Boucher. Can can AEW just do one of those things? You know, like when Impact did their like eighties wrestling night. Yes. Like, can we just get like the AEW spin-off non-canon special? <laughs> what, like the like the tier, well that Impact one where they were all racing cars? Uh, all wheels wrestling. All wheels wrestling. Wait, Swag wait, D. Wait, with, wait. With wait. fucking Dubai. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, did you not know that he put a one-off a one-off wrestling show based on race cars called All Wheels Wrestling? Yeah, no. It's, <clears throat> and it was, and I'm disappointed to say it was nothing like WWE Crush Hour. <laughs> oh God, that thing! Like, where's where's the AEW Beach episode? <laughs> where's the WWE Beach episode? Now that I think about it, I'm sorry. Like uh, WCW. Anyone that anyone been... that comes to me and says um, that like <laughs> AEW was it like Beach Break or whatever that doesn't count. See, WCW is the only company to have a beach episode, not because of Bash at the Beach, but because they were they were front and center on a couple of episodes of Baywatch. So That's by default, right. they've had they've had the most beach episodes in professional wrestling. 
This isn't a beach. This is a bathtub. This is. Yeah, that is. Why did I just make that reference? How did you know that reference just off by end? You're you are... of you of all people is the last <laughs> one on this podcast I would expect to make that joke. Yeah. What? I was. How is Sam the one making the Baywatch episode reference? Uh, I'm sorry. You no, no, I'm just like, don't apologize. It's just, you have some explaining to do. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. Maybe it's my childhood admiration for David Hasselhoff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I'm I've just, just been caught with a left hook. Yeah. <laughs> Can we move on, please? Anyway, wrestling needs more non-canon spin-offs. <laughs> yes, exactly. From this, if, if the CM Punk thing has taught us anything, is that we need more spin-offs. Yes. <laughs> no, all I'd say is this: like, as I said, just grow up. <laughs> like, who? What did you think was going to happen when you tried to target what is up? Well, who is known? To a lot of people inside and outside of the industry, is probably one of the most selfless people in professional wrestling. And what like, did you think and was like, going to happen? For, for, for all we know, like in private, that might not be the case at all. True, but, very but true. E- but even then, like, I, I always just think back to the. <clears throat> I think of what are you going to gain from this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but in any case, yeah. I must say and announce that I that I'm still not cleared to join the Base World podcast yet. Uh. It's alright if we can't do it by agreement, we'll do it by force. Yeah. We're having we're having an invasion angle. Sorry. Talking talking of a force of nature, did you all did you all see Stokely Hathaway's match against? Uh, I all I have seen has been um, like one clip, but I am going to go back and watch the rest of it. It's actually tremendous. And I'll keep saying it. Uh, Stokely Hathaway is one of the best things in professional wrestling. Correct. Not since the days of Bobby Heenan has there been a manager so more entertaining than Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway is incredible. <laughs> you, you damn right. He is now the unofficial fifth member of the Nation of Domination, may I add as well. <laughs> oh... Other, otherwise, in terms of that, I mean, as we get, as we're, you know, nearing the road to WrestleMania, or getting to WrestleMania, there are stories that are being uh, confirmed for the night, for the grandest stage of them all. Rey Mysterio finally snapped and has now accepted Dominic's uh, request for a match at WrestleMania. This mm-hmm. comes after Dominic being the absolute awful son that is that he is talking to his mother ringside in the worst way imaginable i mean being <clears throat> ray i wouldn't have i i would i wouldn't have uh i wouldn't have said no to decking your own son for talking Look, right. to your wife that way let me let me let me let me just say it right i've said it before i i don't care for this <laughs> Mate, same, same. I, there, there are lots of people out there who love this i don't <laughs> <laughs> um a great match between Cody and Ludwig Kaiser, may I add, as well. That was a tremendous match. Uh, but again, it's it almost like us. they're just two good wrestlers. Exactly. 
Butch and, uh, and Gunter had an amazing match, but then again, it's Pete Dunn and Volta, so come on. Like, you know you're going to get a tremendous match from the pair of them. And it's crazy to think this is one of their very first interactions since the UK, uh, since NXT UK and the UK Championship match, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, man, I'm looking forward to when Pete Dunn becomes Pete Dunn again. Mm -hmm. uh, it's if he's teased it enough as it is, but I, I, I get the It seems like it's that... on the card. It's, it seems like it's most certainly on, on the cards after WrestleMania. Um, let's talk about probably the most important match in all of WrestleMania this year. Omos versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, look, right. It's, well, it's the one we're all looking forward to. It's crazy to think that um, it's not just an isolated case where we're just, we're just being silly here. People are genuinely excited to see this match. I, I genuinely think, <clears throat> you know what I was saying about wrestling reaching its post-irony moment? Mm. We might be approaching it. Mm. Because I, I'm almost, I know this started originally as a joke. Yeah. But like now people are actually invested in it and I'm all here for it. <laughs> I, I, I fully embrace it and I love it so. <laughs> But shout-outs to all of my Homo sapiens across the world. Yeah, shout-out to the Homo sapiens out there. You guys we are cool. Will, we will unite and, <laughs> and form the unstoppable force that is the Homo sapiens. <laughs> Needless to say, though, Mania Week is looking very, very exciting. Um, with a lot of stuff that's going on and happening, um, I do know that I think the card for Bloodsport is all but confirmed. Um, yeah, I know very... there was a there was a change with uh, one of one of the matches due to recent circumstances. We will say <laughs> recent Re recent irregularities. Yeah. Um, it's it's been confirmed though that that uh, Moxley's new opponent is Alex Coughlin, uh, which I am actually really excited for because Alex Coughlin is fucking based. Uh, that match is going to go hard. I can't wait to see John Moxie get absolutely ragdolled. I would have loved to. Honestly, if it were me, I definitely would have tried and, and said, you know what? I want Akira here. I want two guys who are just, you know, that are just absolutely nuts when it comes to death matches going wailing on one another. But Kota Ibushi is in Bloodsport 9, and that's yeah. the thing that fucking excites me the I'm, most. I'm just waiting for the timeline to go absolutely insane when we when we get um Kota Ibushi's Joey Janela spring break match <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I just know I'm just gonna every other tweet is just gonna be one of like hell yeah that was awesome watch Kota Ibushi like shoot a firework at himself and then the next tweet be like I can't believe that these people are out here killing the business <laughs> it's gonna go so hard Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, as I always say, like Mania Week is always kind of a really cool, cause you, uh, a cool week because you're always guaranteed to find something that you will enjoy, whether that is from WWE or that's from the Collective Week or or all of the even just any even just anything that's happening around that exactly. time exactly mm. across the world. There is you guaranteed to find something that you will enjoy. So I am looking forward to it. I think that match between Ibushi and Mike, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey is going to that's going to go so rock. hard. And I look forward to seeing everyone lose their collective minds. Uh, especially doesn't didn't Ibushi 
Or is Bushi... No, he hasn't faced Manny Pacquiao yet, has he? No, that was still just a thing that the guy that runs Ryzen was like, we could do this, like, theoretically. Mm. Of which I do have to say, God bless you, Ryzen, for trying, because... <laughs> I mean, because now, isn't there a tag team boxing match where Floyd Mayweather is teaming up with KSI? Uh, that is, in fact, a thing that is happening. Wait. Tag team boxes? Yes, yeah, tag, tag team, team boxing. boxing. What? What the? F- so, yes! Think of a tag team wrestling match, but it's boxing. <laughs> it's, right. being, it, it's being done as a gimmick by uh, Dazen. Oh. No, of course it is, yeah. Because, of, oh. of course, who, who else would it be? So I think there's, like, one celebrity, like, you know, influencer boxer, and then, like, one actual boxer, or something like that. Mm. I don't know. It, it's weird because I know they've done it on one of their influ- influencer boxing cards as well, where they've got like two team, two tag teams of influencers boxing against each other. I mean, to be fair, this is the kind of shit I would expect Ryzen to pull. Exactly. They do tag team MMA, and I know it. <laughs> it's crazy to think, like. I mean, I guess it's at that point where it's like, yeah, I've made my money. I've made my money. I've made my uh my stamp on the world of professional boxing. I don't need to prove anything else now. I can still keep my undefeated record whilst just beating all of these poses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Floyd Mayweather's there, and he's just turning up because the paycheck's good. Yeah, which you know, I can't really begrudge him too much, but I'm still True. very confused by all of it. Boxing is. You think wrestling's weird? I think boxing is actually weirder in many respects. Exactly. I'm looking forward to the day that Nathan Barnett faces Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> like old Keith Apicary. Like, <laughs> just, just, just. You just have to take these things as they are because, God, they get so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just a wee bit, just a wee bit, and I still blame KSI for all of that weird, like, influence boxing I, stuff. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll be here, and I'll, and I'll, I'll say it to people. Um, like, I'm glad that this has woken up people to the fact that modern boxing is kind of inherently uninteresting. <laughs> Like people, people are going. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Like he's doing all this thing. Like, yeah, you, that's how boxing yeah. works. <laughs> why, why, why hasn't Jake Paul faced an actual boxer? Because if he loses, it looks bad. So that's why he just put him against random people. His second fight was against Nate Robinson. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I will actually slightly defend. By saying I, I can't, you can't blame the influencers. You can't. No, you can't, no, they're just continuing him. the path that boxing laid. <laughs> yeah, like love him, the goat, greatest of all time. One of my, one of my like heroes, Muhammad Ali would absolutely have done that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this brother had a match with Antonio Inoki. Exactly. So I can't I can't say that like the KSI. The man crew... was influenced by gorgeous George yeah, for crying exactly. out loud. I can't say that like I can't say that like the influencer section of boxing are doing anything like more or less than what actual boxers have done. Oh no, no, it, it's no it's no different to what actual boxing has done. It's just that it's just the discussion around like hmm. Isn't it suspicious that like most of these boxers don't fight for like months at a time and then very rarely face like 
you know, the other big fighter in their division. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd say it's, I'd say, uh, wrestling, uh, sorry, boxing politics is more fucking weirder than wrestling. Oh, yeah. Politics, yeah. I'll oh, tell you that oh, much. without question. <laughs> <laughs> anyway though i think with that we're done with the news <laughs> lovely stuff oh yeah by the way recommendation for another boxer versus wrestling match leon spinks versus terry funk i'm sorry what i mean did you not know that leon spinks and terry funk once had a, <laughs> no, had a wrestling match? this is just this is just this, today i'm really finding out all the weird shit huh <laughs> and it's the most amazing thing you have ever seen Hey, final, final, final one. He's not a boxer. He's an MMA fighter. Kevin, Rand Kevin Randleman in Hustle. There you go. Oh, Kevin Randleman was fucking based in Hustle. <laughs> but no, he gives he gives Leon Spinks a pile driver during the match. <laughs> I read. I okay. <laughs> okay. No. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, recommendation corner. What we got? Okay. Okay. Um. First of all, uh, I recommend that the the French protests continue, and that little people. <laughs> God, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah. Because you know we don't have sponsors, so I can actually just say fucking get them, fucking get them. But anyway, um, guys, oh, I'm gonna get that money. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> guys. How how do we feel about Keanu Reeves judo? judo flipping and shooting people in the head fantastically um, it's it's all i live for oh, sensational excellent so we have got john wick chapter four which is officially out which which is reported to be it seems to be the final john wick hmm. for, at least from what i've from what everything i've heard hmm. or at least i've heard like everyone's big all like the creators have gone like this is it, or at the very least, we are taking a break. At the very least, ending on a very high note, from what I've heard. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm more than happy for like. I mean, honestly, if we're gonna be like, if we're, if we're gonna be like cards on the table, they could have ended at like three, maybe two at a stretch. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've. Okay, look. I know this is recommendation corner. I have very <laughs> conflicted feelings about the John Wick sequels they're not bad yeah. none of them are bad do not add us on twitter for fuck's sake it's just you it's know the hollywood I... thing of milking a milking a franchise for all it's worth but that's the thing it's like i look at those and i'm like can i say that it that they're milking it for all it's worth when they are actively like going for the best of the abilities and their passion is still there can i really say that about the john wick sequels they're just exactly mm. they're just a very odd kind of thing you know what you know what they're kind of like the rocky movies actually I always found them to be like that very weird thing of they are they are very much like um, Hong Kong action films where they have a ton of sequels. I would have I always expected John Wick to never be as successful as it did because it always I thought it was always going to be within that niche audience of action film lovers. But realizing that it actually superseded that audience and actually has a mainstream appeal surprised the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. And especially since a lot of the mainstream audience dunk on Keanu a lot. I mean, honestly, that was the one that kind of people just went, "Oh yeah, Keanu's one of the greatest modern action action stars that ever created." <laughs> exactly. You damn right. I look forward to the day where we potentially 
I know they've said it, and I know that they they want it, but of a potential John Wick nobody crossover because I just want to mm-hmm. see Keanu and Bob Odenkirk absolutely just just sell the entire movie by their sheer presence I, together. I, I don't know if I want to see that specific crossover, but Keanu Reeves and Bob Odenkirk just being in a movie together is something yeah. I desperately fucking want. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Bob Odenkirk. He's just shot for shot remade The Room, and he's playing yes. the role of Tommy, of Johnny, I should say. <laughs> Side note I... as well, um, Tommy Wiseau has a new film coming out soon. He does, for some reason. I'm looking forward to watching Bob Odenkirk's remake of The Room, oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm forward to it. I am a connoisseur of that film. <laughs> I'm just kind Anymore? of like, I'm just like sitting here like, okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> oh, anything else reading, or is that all the recommendations? You know what? I think that's a pretty strong recommendation. So uh, I'm a, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. Lovely stuff. All right, it is time to get on with our main portion of the episode. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. More specifically, the WrestleMania 21 movie trailer parodies. Now, fellas. Were you a wrestling fan around this time in 2005? I was, as a matter of fact. I was, but I was like, I wasn't going to say too young to like know it. More too young to care. (laughs) Did you, I guess the other question then on top of that is, are you, do you have any memories of these playing on television or at least the WWE television? The one that always sticks to mind is the Gladiator one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because of my brothers. <laughs> I will say this much. They played a hell of a lot more in circulation than this year's current WrestleMania Goes Hollywood trailers. That's for sure. Like, I have a vivid memory of all of these ones. Yeah. Because <laughs> they would constantly play in between the commercial breaks for um, for the Sky Sports coverage yeah. of, uh, of uh, WWE. That's where I remember it from. <sighs> but we got some... I mean, all of these ones I remember more than... Some of these I remember more than others, mostly because like they would always play the first one that I listed out, and they would always play the the Forrest Gump and a few good men ones, but mm. they never play they rarely, seldom rarely played the others. Mostly I'm guessing well the Dirty Harry one for obvious reasons, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> and the Pulp Fiction one as well, which is a shame because I honestly, like I will talk about it a little bit later, but I why about I love that one so much. But let's list them down and just go over them and kind of like review them in a sense. <laughs> So let's start off with the one I sent you lot first in the list, the taxi driver parody. <laughs> no. So we start off we start off with Dave Batista asking the director, so what's the line then? And he goes, Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. What's the line? <laughs> Are okay. you talking to me? So let let me just jump into this, right? Okay. It's hilarious knowing what we know now about Batista's career. It is. <laughs> Because all of a sudden, Batista has become a foremost actor of our generation. (laughs) A man who actually starred in a good M. Night Shyamalan film. Like, was it good? 
It wasn't too... It, honestly, in terms of his career so far, of Shyamalan's career so far, it wasn't bad. I did hear people saying that, like, the... I mean, obviously, this comes from certain kinds of people, but they were saying that the original book was better and it could have been better represented, but... I don't, is the most I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what to necessarily say about that because that depends on the person. But <clears throat> as I said, that's that's that that's the case with most Shyamalan adaptations. I'm looking at you, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> look right, oh look, look right. <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's a Hollywood problem. That's a systemic issue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even Dev Patel is still upset about that. Film. Yes, and I, I'm sure he should be. <laughs> and that's not oh. any of his fault. I I am currently like both rewatching and trying and getting ready to to run the um the the Avatar Legends RPG. So I'ma just not say a word about that movie. Okay. I'm not dealing with it. So knowing what we now know about Batista as one of the foremost actors of our generation, <laughs> it is hilarious seeing here both in the. Oh, hey, look, it's Batista, like, playing an actor. That's quite good. But also the distinct acknowledgement that I had of his acting in this is quite good. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not brilliant, but... I mean, he's no Travis Bickle, that's all I say. But, I mean, but, but I mean... like, the, the, the way he does it, it feels natural. It's, uh... <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's kind of interesting watching this is... You can tell that of all of the all of like the wrestlers, the one with the with the actual like acting acting like, I if not training acting experience is Big Show. <clears throat> yes, I love the Big Show's part. I'd still make me laugh to this day. I don't know why. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's right, the it, one... it's the human nature to return to slapstick. Yeah. But the thing is, it's he, you can hear him doing, trying to do a De Niro impression in the part where the microphone falls on his head. Because <laughs> he goes full on, you're talking to me. <laughs> it, I, it, it's just so funny. Because this is going to sound like the nuttiest sentence I'm going to say today, probably this week. <clears throat> do you know who I think is second in this? Behind Batista, Heidenreich. No, Carlito. <laughs> Carlito. Yeah, he's talking to me. But yeah, but the thing is, though, the way he says it sounds natural and it looks good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Third is Tajiri. I don't need to know. That's also great. I do like that. <laughs> I fucking Doug and Daddy bash him as well. Going, you talking to us? <laughs> <laughs> Snitsky as well. All right, so yeah, to list off who's in this bloody thing. So it's Heidenreich, Batista, Carlito, Shelton, Benjamin, um, Doug and Danny Basham, Candice Michelle in what's now retroactively probably one of the more creepier things yes. where the director says, do you know and do anything else? And Candice starts dancing and he says, can you see me after we've wrapped? Ah, uh, 2005. <laughs> Uh, Snitsky going, are you talking to... <laughs> that, that wasn't my fault. That was great. That was so good. And I know that was an improv. That was incredible. I love that so much. Um, fucking Shawn Michaels is in this. Uh, Shawn, Mi Shawn Michaels in this is a thing. It is a thing. Uh, 
Paul London's in this for a split second. He is, yes. <laughs> um, oh, who else? Yeah, Taz. Uh, Michael Cole. <laughs> Honestly, my biggest thing with Taz being in this is that like Taz just looked normal. <laughs> Like Taz just looked like he fit in. <laughs> I didn't I mean, even question it. I mean, I mean, honestly, now I'm thinking about it. Taz and 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 Hook, respectively, eerily fit well with the decay of seventies New York. <laughs> He's right, you know. <laughs> like, like, think, honestly, think about like, imagine Hook for a second. Visualize Hook, right? Yeah. Now imagine him in the seventies Bronx. Can you dig it? Yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's kind of scary, huh? God, he does look like an extra from the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I just again the ending part where Big Show takes the key grip and throws him into the stands. It's like, yep, that's a wrap. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this one, yeah, I do like this one. This one's one of my personal <laughs> favorites, mostly because I think Batista is the only one who acts well, one of the very few people that acts quite well in his in his parody. <laughs> Like, like everyone else is there, like just like doing their bits, and that's fine. Yeah, it's like why I find it so visually jarring to see Shawn Michaels in this because the entire time he's like trying to smile. Yeah, <laughs> and it just feels it just feels weird. Oh, <laughs> so, but no, so like this was this was secretly the evidence of Batista that we needed this whole time that we never had. Batista, not the Hollywood star. Batista, the greatest actor of our generation. <laughs> this, this, this is the this is the origin story of his monologue of his monologue in, in Blade Runner twenty. <laughs> See now, if only in this they'd put him in a pair of small sunglasses. The seeds of Sapper Morton were sown here. You trying to tell me this? That is exactly. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, yes. Because <laughs> for all oh. we know, he did this and then was like, actually, after I finish this up, I want to be in films. Yeah. For all we know. <laughs> yeah. I can't necessarily confirm nor deny otherwise. I mean, I, I, it was after this that Vin Diesel said, you know what? When I bring Riddick back, I want him in there. <laughs> Look, what Vin oh. Diesel wants, Vin Diesel mostly gets. <laughs> this much is true. This much is true. Even though I am the most kind of like a guilty pleasure lover of the Riddick films. <laughs> Even though it is just basically a platform for Vin Diesel. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted the, like, the Riddick stuff to be better than it actually is it, yeah. actually kind of, it actually kind of annoys me it's it's one of those mm. it's one of those things where every time i'm looking at it it's kind of like a soft i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you but like a soft one but at least we could all say with absolute certainty that the chronicles of riddick escape from butcher bay is probably the best thing from the riddick thing and that's the video game yeah, that's, no, that that's is, crazy that is, to think that, isn't it that is it that is it real quick did they have a did they ever like? Can you get Assault on Dark Athena anymore? Is that just like Probably. lost? Media? 
Is that just I lost? don't know. Because uh... that's definitely not, like... That's definitely <clears> not <throat> been, like, ported or anything. Is there a PC4? I don't think so. Uh, let's have a look. This... <coughs> We're having a look. Uh, uh, this... You you can get it. Um, you can buy a... Apparently, you can buy a CD key of it. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, um, listeners, this is the entire the entire day right now. I t- <laughs> if you were ex- like this one's going to go really off the rails, and I apologize. I forgot that that was also that that Riddick game was also made by a devs team that was owned by Vin Diesel. The creative vision was was being worked on. Do you know? I was going to say, yeah, Tygon Studios, Vin Diesel's video game company, created uh, Escape from Butcher Bay. Um, Assault on Dark Athena and The Wheelman from 2009, which, may I just say, isn't a bad game, but The Wheelman walked so sleeping dogs could run. <laughs> sleeping dogs is, I'm sorry, it's the goat in this situation. It yes, really is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Alright, where were we? Oh yeah, the second parody trailer. Let's talk about the Dirty Harry parody. Okay. okay. <laughs> Alright, we... <laughs> How are we going to go about this? I feel like we have two very different points of entry to this. Yeah, um, um, you know what? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go, go first on this one. So, so, if you've never seen this, dear listener, when you think Dirty Harry, there's probably a few, a few names that come to mind that could be the parody of Dirty Harry, right? They get The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> 2005... <laughs> The Undertaker. So oi, oi, it's the dead man. So it is. It is. Man. It it is Phenom Undertaker that we've got here, mm. and we have the Undertaker in gear that makes him look incredibly yoked. <laughs> like he looks like a fucking giant among <laughs> all the regular extras. It's actually kind of disconcerting. <laughs> It's yeah, it's true. And he goes through it. He goes through the whole. Did he? Did he? Was it like six shots, or was it only five speech? He goes through it all. And <laughs> he does the thing, and then he then. But there's a twist that <laughs> the assailant goes, "Son of a bitch!" And then the Undertaker turns around. Goes, what do you say? Takes the dude's <laughs> shotgun and then is implied to blow his head off with a shotgun. Which, okay, I have so many feelings on this. All I'm saying is Harry Callahan could do the rolling the eyes in the back of the head thing. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I forgot that he does the rolling the eyes beforehand as, the, oh, yeah. as, as he lets the spirits take him. May I say, just a 44 Magnum looks fucking tiny in yeah. the Undertaker's hands. Everything yeah, about he's there, much. he's there. Okay, so... <laughs> that, it's, go, it's, go, go, go. It, it's, it's really jarring to, to see this. Yeah, because yeah. I understand the entry point for this. And it, it feels... I, I assume, like, when, you were, when they were writing it, it felt natural. But everything about this feels so unnatural. <laughs> And I, and I know they wanted to do it because The Undertaker's really big to the WWE, but, like, could you not have found someone else? <laughs> like, literally, you're doing, like, classic movies. Do you get him in doing, like, a fucking Night of the Living Dead or 
something like or like it, it, or, or even or even like like if it was like if it was like a um look paul bearer was alive they could have done frankenstein yeah or even like i even they would have gotten away with like the good the bad and the ugly they would have gotten away with that yeah but the the, the problem with this is oh you said a the undertaker's massive so he makes everything else look small which isn't like bad but it really oh. messes with like the sense of perspective. Oh, it messes it so <clears throat> badly. But I'm also just, with mm. this, also with this is the Undertaker looks so unnatural in the Dirty Harry fit. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so unnatural. He just, he, lo- uh, he just looks like some guy. <laughs> he, he looks like he's he looks like he's turned into a like like a college dean. He looks like yeah. an accountant. <laughs> He does look like a college dick. It's, it's like Harry Callahan, Clint Eastwood pulled off the Blazer Cardigan combo. Undertaker, you look like a school librarian. It's so weird. By the way, I would have actually loved to have seen the good and the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly parody, because that would have been perfect for Taker, Randy Orton, and Cowboy Bob Orton. That's the that's fair. I would have gone Taker, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio. Not Rey Mysterio. Eddie Guerrero as as Tuco. That is true. That is true. But saying that though, Eddie Guerrero did get a really good. He, he did. did get a really good one. But we'll get we'll, we'll get, get to it. that. We'll get to it. But yeah, um, yeah. Harry, uh, Dirty Harry commits homicide. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he does, but that's at the end. Spoilers for a fifty-year-old movie. <laughs> In terms of shot for shots, though, I will give it this. It's probably one of the most accurate ones out of all yeah, of the movie parodies. That is something, like, and we'll get to one where it is actually kind of disconcertingly accurate. Yeah. We'll get to it in a second. But, like, the actual shot for shot and, like, the actual staging of it, it's really, like, really well done. As close as you can get for the 2005, that's all us. Yeah. <laughs> As, as close as you can get for a company which isn't traditionally known for doing film style production. <laughs> <clears throat> Talking of being quite uh, being quite accurate as well, should we get on to the next one? <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's go to one of my personal favourites. It's Pulp Fiction <clears throat> with Booker T <clears throat> and Eddie Guerrero. Booker T fucking kills this. Yeah. Yeah, he he was he he went in and said, "You know what? I understand the assignment. I'm going to be embrace Samuel L. Jackson, and I will be the best damn Jules that you could possibly want me to." He tried to. He really went for for the Samuel Jackson eye pop. He really went for it. He went. He, he went. Really... He went for the eye pop. The greatest part is that just the way Booker does his stuff anyway has the yeah. same feeling as. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson in this scene, anyway. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I, and whilst I do feel that um, that Eddie doesn't get much to do, he, he, the little bits that he does get to do is so great. It's like you know what they call you know what they call WrestleMania in France. What WrestleMania? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> he, it's 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 the smallest thing, but I would have died if he had committed to saying WrestleMania with cheese. Yes, I really, so... really wanted it. 
The, the only part I have with Eddie is the the the, the wig he's wearing fits so awkwardly. Oh, it's the not, wigs are I'm saying that that Jerry curl on Booker is just not working. Is it? The, uh, the 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 chop the 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 chops work though. Yes, the chops absolutely. Do work. <laughs> Oh gosh, I do love the lines though in this. It's like we're associates of Mr. Vince McMahon. You do know Mr. Vince McMahon, don't you? Check out the big brain on you. Right, it is. Did you hear that, Eddie? They stole someone stole their pay per view box. That's a shame. I love that. I love how Eddie re- reads that because it kind of implies that he was the one that did it. That's Eddie Moore's right there. Really of course, Booker recites Ezekiel twenty-five yeah. seventeen. It as I said, it ain't like getting it down. Even the eye popping part, he he does the as close as you can to the Samuel Jackson eye pop. And of course, the review, the reveal, not being uh, that they shoot up the Brett lookalike, but they actually give him WrestleMania tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the ending, though. After that, they go, you know what? That that feel good. Yeah, no, it's great. We didn't even have to use any of these. You know what? Something, Eddie. That's it. Pats him in the back, and he shoots it. That's it. Incredible, incredible. Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Yeah. Just oh boy. <clears throat> oh man, what can I say about this? That already has been said. As I said, it's one of my personal favorites. It's really good. It's really, really good. Booker should get into acting. <laughs> I'm actually kind of shocked that Booker hasn't. He's too busy <laughs> doing things I mean... that I will not say. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I mean the only I think the only film credit he has is uh, is Ready to Rumble. Which, by the way, we should do a live watch log of Ready to Run. We should. And that one Charmed episode, I think. Oh, God, yeah, I think, yeah. You, I think you're right there, um, Reardon. Yeah, it would be, yeah. And oh, I, dang. Like, 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 I, think, but I think during his WCW days, if I'm thinking correctly. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dang. What a, what a show. What a show, Charmed. <laughs> So, let us move on to the next one. Basic Instinct. <laughs> With Stacey Keebler. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sound I'm going to sound like uh I'm going to sound like I'm shilling here. I'm not sucking up to anyone. <clears throat> one of my favorite parts of this entire thing is Christian. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. Christian's one of the best parts. Christian sells this perfectly. I what, like, kind of act- I what kind of activity? How about sadomasochistic activity? Just asking. That is just... Okay, that, that line is incredible. I will say, however, this is the one that makes me the most uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Like, like but you know how I mentioned how, like... This like how like they've done it really well. This is the mm. one where I'm like, this is eerily well done. Like yeah, like this is suspiciously close to the actual scene in Basic Instinct. <laughs> yeah, like they actively like like they spared no expense, made damn sure that every single bit of like from the lining 
I think it's yeah. the lighting that really gets me. The set is perfect, and also, like, the lighting. So I'm yeah. like, wait a fucking minute. Why Why this one? Why has this one gotten that extra bit of elbow grease? Because it's the horny one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you Vince was here on this day. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, he probably, yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> Just. We won't address the other elephant in the room with this one. <laughs> what, Mae Young? Or... <laughs> uh, no, you know what I mean, Sam. Oh, Chris Pinoir. <laughs> yes. Right there. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chris Pinoir. Uh, Just. Uh, yeesh. Yeesh, yes. Um, and Jericho as well being um, strange. <laughs> Although he does rock the Michael Douglas haircut, so I'll, he say, does. I'll give him oh, that. He does, he does, he does, he does. And... <laughs> but yes, the ending of this one being Mae Young spreading her legs open and everyone being violently sick. Yeah, which, wow, Mae Young really just went out and just did everything, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you damn right. Jesus. Okay. Should we move on to the next? <laughs> Oh, we will move on to the next one because you're going to be ready for what I have to say about this. Okay, it's Bray, it's Braveheart, <laughs> it's Triple H again with a trying to do another accent, but this time it's a Scottish accent. All right, let me say right. it like this: <laughs> Triple H's performance in this about as close as accurate to Mel Gibson in this as Mel Gibson is at anything. I would say so. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Like, it's... Triple H plays a scarily good Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. And I don't it's... know what that says about this. <laughs> I don't know what that says about him. I don't know what it says about us as a society. All I know is that he does it, and good lord, is it fucking terrible. Good lord, is that accent just god awful. It almost sounds Look. like he's turning into a Beatle. And by Beatle, I mean, like, Paul McCartney Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right, in his entire career, he's tried a French accent, an English accent, and a Scottish accent. Look, I don't think any of them have worked. No. And all of them <coughs> sounded <coughs> like he's from upstate New York. <laughs> like, like, is this accurate to, to Braveheart? Yeah? Yes. I guess. <coughs> but I can't get over the fact of how well Triple H pretends to be Mel Gibson. Yeah. I'm also kind of like he's also he's he, he's also like just straight up riding a horse, which I'm kind of thinking like was that back from his like Hunter Hearst Helmsley days? Was there ever a vignette where he had to ride a horse? No, funnily enough. That see see cuz I'm looking at him like he's he's riding a horse pretty comfortably. <laughs> he does. It's incredible how much he does. So, which made me just ask the question: Like, how does Triple H ride a horse that well? This is where we find out that Stephanie McMahon is secretly like super into looking after horses, and they just have like a bunch of them. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm yeah. sure at some point in this, he's probably learned somewhere to ride a horse. He knows how to ride a donkey, though. That, that we do know at the ending of this. But um, yeah, oh, yeah Rick Flair's I... also in this. <laughs> yes, hi, Rick Flair's in this. He's just kind of doing his thing. He's being Rick Flair. 
what gets me is that he just starts and he just starts wooing a donkey. Hunter, you're going to WrestleMania. Woo! <laughs> you got this, chap. Woo! Yeah. Like, he, he really just be there doing his thing. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. Tri- Triple H. Surprisingly good Mel Gibson impersonator. But that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> it's saying something. It would have made so much more sense if it was a Mad Max, but I digress. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, come I don't, on, he's been, I don't he's know been ripping I... off Mad Max for his WrestleMania agencies the past few. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. I just don't see Triple H as, as, a, as a Mad Max kind of character. Yeah, <laughs> true. You know, actually, true. what do I... I see Triple H as? You know what I see Triple H as? What? The Terminator. No. <laughs> um... I feel like I feel like I could see Triple H in a very like, you know, like a very Ben Hur situation. Yeah, that yeah that yeah, but that seems a little that seems a little bit of a cop out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but oh, Triple H is actually the Ome- In that case, they're the Omega Man. <laughs> Honest, honest, honestly, I'm kind of surprised I didn't just straight up go for um, do like Conan the Barbarian with Triple H. I mean, it's right there. That's fair. I mean, they did ne- they did next the next year, of course, with um, his entrance. <laughs> but we got what we go got. and get tri- go and get Triple H and Stephanie McMahon to do a, a Cleopatra. <laughs> oh God, I could see that Caesar. What Triple H is Caesar? Or Mark Antony. Uh, Mark oh, Antony. No. Stick with me here, actually. Thinking about it, stick, stick with me here. Triple H doing the Ten Commandments. Also a shout. I like that. <laughs> on 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 tablets carved from his sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Should we move on to the next one? Yes. When Harry met Sally <laughs> with Kurt Angle and Christy Hemming. <laughs> You know, okay. You know, like I gotta say, WWE is like two for two with really good when Mar- when Harry met Sally vignettes. Mm. That's kind of weird. And the, and the team hell no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the it it it's like it's weird that it's, ha- it's weird that it's happened twice. Yeah, really, really weird that it's happened twice, and both of them have been pretty damn good. Uh, Kurt Angle really rocking the Billy Crystal hair. Yes. <laughs> I just love it though. Just the the way they 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 weed this this specific scene into Kurt Angle talking like he gets women excited for being when he's in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, first I put on my gold medals. <laughs> then my entrance music hits. Da da. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, there's also another thing as well, but like Christy Hemi is rocking the period look. He really he, yes. he fits right in with that look. It's kind of disturbing. Like straight up rocks it so well. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> And of course when he gets to the bit where it's the where, where the ankle lock and it's cranking and twisting and cranking and twisting and twisting and cranking and my God! <laughs> yes, he does actually. Did you hear him as well at one point saying, Who's your daddy? Yes. <laughs> uh, yep, there it is. 
There you go. And of course, <laughs> as the punchline ends like it does in the movie, who should pop up but Linda McMahon saying, I'll have what she's <laughs> And in the flattest delivery, I feel like I've ever heard that line, except from people who make that joke when like I'm at a restaurant or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, the limits of Linda McMahon to to provide flat delivery is unfathomable. (laughs) Just come on, step up the game. Step up the game, come on! I'll have what she's having. (laughs) At least Mae Young had some gusto behind saying it, you know? Like, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. May Young had like was right into it, and I appreciate that. God, she puts it. the effort in. She's got work exactly. rate. <laughs> yes, Kurt, so Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle did have an acting career after this. Believe it or not, he was in uh, he was in the classic uh, pro wrestlers versus zombies. What what a goat of the uh, the HMV shelves. <laughs> he was also in that. Um, Oh, what was the name of that film? Uh, it's not... No, it's not Inside Out. That was the one with Triple H. Um, it was that one where he was a... Uh, he was a serial killer, but he was posing as a police officer. I can't remember the name of the... Let of me the find film. Kurt Angle's filmography. <laughs> it's a sentence that has just been said on this podcast. <laughs> Look, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's worth... Oh, here we go. I found Kurt Angle's IMDb page. <laughs> Um, here we go. Um, Give me the full credits. Here we go, baby. Um, what was it? Um, uh, was it? Uh, when was it released? End game. End game. That End was the game. name of the film. Yes, that was. Yeah, that's the one. Um, he also appeared as Cobra in the, in that film Warrior with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Okay, what about Sharknado Two? Oh, he was great in Sharknado too. He was he was fantastic in Sharknado too. <laughs> but no, like I I love the 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 casting of Kurt Angle in Warrior. Right, Olympic American Olympic gold medalist playing a Russian Olympic gold medalist. Don't worry about it. It all works out. It makes sense. Don't worry. I promise. Uh, the worst part of this all is that he's uh that he's uh, that they keep calling him the Russian. Despite the fact that his character is actually built from the Ukraine, but I'm not even going to get into that. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. Accidental did politically you... period joke. Yes, yes. He was. Also, did you know he was in Pain and Gain? That film with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Wait, what? Where? Okay, yeah, I'm in... looking it up. He has an uncredited role. Yeah. What? I watched that movie. Like he's in an in uncredited role as a prison inmate. I don't recall him being in that fucking movie at all. Oh my god! He was also in the Last Witch Hunter as a as a generic bodyguard as well. Again, another Vin Diesel vehicle. Apparently, his last <laughs> film was called Chasing Molly. It was released in two thousand nineteen, directed by a guy called Josh Sutherland. It has a four point two out of ten on IMDb. Oh, of course. Let's not forget Kurt Angle's one of Kurt Angle's best roles as Chip Damage in OK KO. There we go. <laughs> By the way, go to, go to Cartoon on Cartoon Network. Oh my god, there's a guy in this film been... called Paul Kane. It was meant to be. 
<laughs> but yes, that's Kurt Angle's film career. <laughs> Shout out Pro Wrestlers vs Zombies though. That that is that is the that is a goat schlock film. Yes, I mean it has Shane Douglas in it. What, what else would you expect? He <laughs> <laughs> was in the Ultimate Deathmatch films. <laughs> At least Kevin Nash has had a good career for himself. He was in John Wick for crying out loud. He was in Magic Mike. You dare right. Which is a, which is a right. fact that is never lost on me. <laughs> and supposedly was Amber Heard was sleeping with Kevin Nash when in the marriage with Johnny Depp. But uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. Anyway, shall we get to Forrest Gump? Uh, no. Please no. Please no. Well, we're going to have to, unfortunately. The next one is Forrest Gump starring... Uh, starring Eugene. <laughs> See, the thing about this is, in terms of like actual, like shot for shot, it's not too bad. It's it's not bad. It it's pretty it's pretty faithful. I I I just don't like Eugene <laughs> in this in this context. Yeah, and I don't think I like Eugene at all, particularly. Sorry, Nick Dinsmore. Um, but but yeah. I, it just it just feels wrong. It really does. I mean, I can understand like you're doing the you know life is like a box of chocolates, and then Eugene says life is more like WrestleMania, and he starts listing off some of his favorite WrestleMania moments, and then he and then like the punchline being huh, quite literal, like oh when Mike Tyson punched Shawn Michaels, and he went and jabbed, he went like that and punches the woman out cold. And then in pops to save this, in pops William Regal to scream, run, Eugene, run. <laughs> What's better is William Regal's outtakes. For some bizarre reason, he couldn't actually say, run, Eugene, run. He kept going, Eugene, run, run. <laughs> Never change, Regal. I love you. It was the perks. <laughs> it was the perks. <laughs> okay, so, second to last one. A Few Good Men starring John Cena and JBL. Now, have you two seen A Few Good Men? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Great movie. Great film. Great film. Mm -hmm. uh, jo John Cena playing uh, Kathy and of course... <laughs> and of course, JBL. In the, of course he's in the Jack Nicholson role as absolutely. Colonel Jessup. It was meant to be. Also, like, I, I love the fact that it's Coach playing the judge as well. <laughs> but no, this one is... Wait, where's um... Judge Undertaker? Oh my god! I know! Wrestler's Court! It should have been taken! <laughs> I've been scammed. But I love how they do, instead of it being, like, uh, about Jessup ordering the code red on Santiago, it's, did you order the Bashams to interfere in your No Way Out match against the Big Show? <laughs> Again, in terms of the acting in this one, Cena and JBL are actually quite good. I can't believe I'm giving JBL credit. <laughs> but yeah, JBL's not bad in this. At all. Uh, in terms of the shot for shot, though, this one again is another one where the shot for shot is, again, quite accurate. Yeah, it's just 
this 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 gets it. This gets it. It's kind of like John Cena's actually he he's like at this point he's like I am never gonna be able to play a lawyer, so I'm gonna give it my all. <laughs> Remember, he did play a Marine that same year as well. <laughs> he oh, played God, a Marine in The Marine. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Which was supposed to be a Randy Orton thing. Vehicle, Don't worry about fact. it. Don't but, worry about it. But but but, but they, they discovered that he was dishonorably discharged from the Marines. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> but no, um, I do like the... Uh, the like. JBL's not too bad doing the uh, the spiel of um, you can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's probably had to have done that at one point. <laughs> That's for true. What do you mean by that, Sean? What do you mean by that? Honestly, my biggest thing with this is just that like JBL gets the energy right. Like He, he knows yes. what he needs to do. Yeah, and that's it. Just feels weird seeing time period JBL and it not getting incredibly uncomfortable for other reasons. I suggest, I, I suggest I'd rather you just said thank you and watch the pay per view. Otherwise, I suggest you lace up your boots and meet me in the ring. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. <laughs> uh, Did you order so the outside good. interference? I did my dad. Did you already have <laughs> Again, it's that thing of him saying Big Show's loss, while tragic, saved this company. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, John. It's not that bad. Oh, and by the way, we could strike this off the list of the six degrees of uh, of separation with Kevin Bacon. He now has an indirect correlation towards the WWE mm-hmm. with this one. It's just a shame they couldn't get Kevin Bacon to just sit in the background to reprise his role as Captain Jack Ross. Some things aren't meant to be, unfortunately. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Um, Alright then, let's wrap up with the final one. And possibly the most notable one. The one that opened up WrestleMania 21, funnily enough. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. In Gladiator. The one everyone fucking remembers because it's so goddamn good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. How good is this one? Right, granted, there's a couple of things that are kind of continuity-wise if you wanted to compare the two together that aren't right. Um, In terms of the shots or the composition. I guess the guy playing Emperor Commodus is a bit... uh, I don't know what's the word. He he kind of overacts it in a way, kind of a little bit more than, of course, Joaquin Phoenix does as com uh, as Commodus. But I can't fault him for that because he doesn't do too bad. He le- reads the lines well um, from the film. Uh, but Steve Austin is just <laughs> Steve Austin as Maximus in the whole getup. There's just something wonderful about that. It's just everything you want. Somewhere, MF Doom was like, you know what, I should use that as an album cover, but I can't because of rights. Damn it. <laughs> like, just Stone Cold does so good. That's yep. that's the thing. I mean, like, it's, it's Stone Cold, but... <laughs> I'm the master of the middle finger. <laughs> oh, 
beer drinker of all beer drinkers. Truster of no one. <laughs> and I will stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. <laughs> he does the head wiggle as well. Yeah. His Go get your shit in, brother. <laughs> oh, just, it's beautiful. It's actually beautiful. And it's there's a reason why everyone remembers it. Because it is just so damn good. <laughs> Oh, I wonder what happened to that Steve Austin guy if he acted in anything else. Would you like me to... I, I know we're ribbing, but I'm I'm now just going to pull up his entire filmography anyway, because I can. It'll be funny. Why not? So I do know he was in The Condemned. That was one of his very first films. That's alongside Vinnie Jones. You know, Here we it's go. A weird, it's, a weird, it's a weird sentence to say. But he is in it. He isn't him and Vinny Jones, starring as the protagonist and antagonist, hey, respectively. We have, uh... Oh, did you know he's also in Smosh the movie? As <laughs> himself. Yes, I am aware of that. <laughs> but most of the time, Steve's career is mostly kind of like The Expendables is probably his biggest, biggest kind of film. Oh, but yeah. After that, it's a lot of straight to the Asda Shelves action films. <laughs> um, the only exception I would make to that is Grown Ups 2. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, his last film credit was in 2015. Uh, it was uh, a film called Chain of Command, uh, which is led by Michael J. White. <laughs> ah! See, I told you straight to video, straight to the Astor Shelves film. <laughs> Look, I love you, Mark. That, that is that is his that is his last. Um, that's his last film credit. His last non. His last non TV credit is actually for a Bad Bunny music video. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, with all of these films, though, he has starred alongside some awesome people. Of course, Sly. Um, Sly, Schwarzenegger, all of those guys for The Expendables. But for one of his films, he starred alongside Danny Trejo. Of course. Which is unbelievably based as Stokehold was playing the protagonist and Danny Trejo was playing the antagonist. <clears throat> so incredibly based. So that, Vinnie Jones, he also... <laughs> okay, this... would you like to know <clears throat> uh Stone Cold's first acting credit that is not the WWE. Yes. The weakest link. I'll give you a clue. It is for it is for a TV series. It is not a quiz show or anything like that. It is a um an episodic TV show. It's from 1998. This is as per IMDb. Would it be? trying to think 98 so it's either a few things so it could be the drew carey show but i know that triple h was in the drew carey show it could be uh third rock from the sun okay or if i'm gonna be really really kind of going into the niche things i can only imagine the only other show around that time in 1998 would have been that awful awful pamela anderson show vip Ding, ding, ding. We are correct. It was VIP. <laughs> of course it was. Wow, man. I would not have guessed he that. He was in one episode. 
Yeah, but so's Brian Cranston. He's in VIP. No, but that was during like that was during his his TV like Ronin era. He was in a That's lot true. of shit. Brian Cranston. People forget this, but even I forget this because I think of him as Hal first. Yes. Yeah. But the dude was in so much. So damn much. But that's where, I mean, that's what we've got for WrestleMania 21, and we could talk a little bit more about everyone's filmography. Okay. But, go on. I think, now that we've done this, I would like us to think about if WWE were to return to doing these for this year, which they haven't, they have, but they've not been as well advertised or documented. Yeah, but I, I feel like they haven't committed to it, though. Exactly. Okay. So, with that, who would we put in our recreations of films since kind of this most recent one? I'm going to say this right now. Right. Seamus, oh, the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre in the opening scene to Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Ooh, that's strong. That's very strong. Or the Snatch boxing scene. <laughs> Although, is it a bit typecast to cast Seamus <clears throat> as Mickey? Okay, because I was going to say, I want Seamus in the scene from Snatch where they're talking about the caravan. <laughs> Oh, well, I've always been going with the hawks, you know. <laughs> Why the fuck would I want a caravan that's got no fucking wheels? No fucking wheels. <laughs> Pete, oh no, I can picture it now. And then you, can have, you can have um, Pete, Dunn, and Drew. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. I was going to say, in that case, then, you, I would want to see... <laughs> I would want to see Michael Cole trying to play Tommy. <laughs> See, okay, now I'm trying to get into the spirit of the thing because the thing about that is that um the thing about the thing about that is that it was like like mainstream movies that yeah, everyone yeah. knew, mm. which makes things very interesting as to what you want. However, however, I will slightly break that, and I want. Even though it doesn't really quite make sense because he's always been a face, I want the plain sequence of the Dark Knight Rises with Rey Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> because, because I just need, I just need Rey Mysterio to say <laughs> no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. I need that in my life so badly. <clears throat> Okay. Um, I would like uh, one, which is a recreation of the um, the scene from the Fellowship of the Ring that you have my sword and my axe, mm. and just get everyone in there, just like get as many different people as possible. <clears throat> um, I don't know exactly who I would want, although I'd probably say um, Ricochet doing Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I I just need someone to do the Terminator. 
Yeah. But then... I don't know who, though. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what I want? I want Gunther as the Terminator just slapping Yes! <laughs> I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. think he would do that opening scene really well. I mean, he's, ja- I mean, he's ripped now, so yeah. I think he'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the one. So, someone has to do an Avatar parody. Someone has to do it. Someone has to become blue. <laughs> Yeah, who do we get to become blue? Hmm. It has to be done. It has to be done. Also, but like while you're thinking about that, we now have enough like prominent black wrestlers that they can do a Black Panther. They could. So there's that. Cedric Alexander. Oh no, that's too obvious. Sometimes the obvious answer is the correct one. True, that is true. Omos. No. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hello, Omo Sapiens. Wakanda forever. I want Cedric Alexander and Omos, Omos as T'Challa and Umbaku doing the, doing the challenge. That's what I want. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that's it. We we got it. We got it. As for who we painting blue, <gasps> AJ Styles as John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say, is it is it on the nose to do a rush hour? Oh, oh my god, Akira does. No, is Kira's Lee? No, maybe. I mean, I know it's I know it's boring, but we gotta get Oscar doing the ring, right? We gotta do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Who do we paint blue? This this episode isn't ending until we figure out who who we get to paint blue. Okay. Look, worst comes the, to worst. Worst worst comes to worst. We do we do the usual WWE thing when we don't know what to do. If in doubt, Dolph Ziggler. That's true. Yeah. That's you know, true. Dolph Ziggler as Jake Solly. Good work. Good work. That, true. I did say Bianca, but mm, no, I don't know. No, no, no. no, Bianca. I think Bianca. I think Bianca's more fitting to something. Um, oh my gosh. Well, because I was, I mean, I was, I was thinking about like as well. You know, like the the opening scene to Scream. Oh, yeah, yes. But then I, I don't know who I would. I don't know who I'd want there. Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Good shout. Bray Wyatt, <laughs> fucking Bray Wyatt. <laughs> honestly, honestly, that's a bit too good. Just look, picks up the phone. Let me in. <laughs> let me in. My keys in there. Let me in. This is also a really random one because obviously it. I f- I feel like Rhea Ripley would do a really good version of the scene from Psycho. I see what you're saying. However, Rhea Ripley... I, I know it makes no sense. Like, yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> However... Are you, say, are you saying Finn Bella is Norman Bates then? <laughs> no, however, I, I honestly, honestly, if we're getting Rhea... again? Oh, God. I'm, honestly, if we're getting Rhea Ripley, she has to be Furiosa. She just has to yeah. be. Straight up. My, 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 other, my other thought was Carrie. 
Unfortunately, she ends up playing eleven in Stranger Things uh, for this for this year. That's not. Terrible. It's not too bad, but it's it's not great either. Yeah, that, it, it, it's not the right kind of match. Yeah. I mean, they got Seth Rollins as the Joker, which is you know, okay, it yeah, works, I guess. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it should have been Waluigi, if I'm honest. It should have been, know? but like the the Mario movie hasn't released yet, so we don't know what a canon accurate um, Waluigi is like. That's a good point. That's um, a very good point. They had Miz and Maurice doing um, Top, Gun. Top Gun. Miz in Top Gun, fine. That's fine. They had, they. I mean, they had Drew right there. They could have run it back with Braveheart. I'm just saying. They yeah. could have. They really like. Do come Braveheart on. with the guy that's actually Scottish. Spe- I was going to say. Speaking of which, would you chaps like to do a reaction, a live reactions to what Drew McIntyre actually did this year? Sure. I actually have no idea. Show me. Show me. What's he got? They did the forty-year-old virgin. Oh. <laughs> really? With, with Ridge Holland being the one to get the wax. Wow. Of all the things they could have picked, they chose this. This is... Must be Triple H's favourite I'm very confused. Same. Like, it's not a bad movie, but as the one you're going for goes Hollywood? That's... I mean, I'm watching it right now. I, I appreciate Seamus saying, what's the crack? <laughs> Come on, he's like, you can take the you can take the boy out of Ireland, but you'll never take the island out of the boy. <laughs> that bowling shot on Ridge Holland is just oh boy. It's... <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'll say I'll say this much for costume accuracy, they've got it damn right for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I like that they got the insults as well. I just like they actually just straight up got him to do it. No, they could have done better with those guys. Yeah. As I said, <clears throat> snatch, lock stock. See, here's my question. Here's my question. Did they did she do the proper thing with the nipple though? Because infamously, like, I don't know if you noticed, with Steve Carell, with doing that thing, like the woman was meant to do something with the nipple. To make it, that it isn't like, yeah, they she was supposed to put Vaseline, yeah, or sort of kind of like a um, like a pre kind of thing over his nipple. So of course, because if you do that, you run the risk of actually taking the nipple off if you don't protect it. Yeah, <laughs> but she didn't. So it's like Jesus. That was a shoot, brother. <laughs> so, gentlemen. That is WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. I actually had a bit of a blast going back and watching these. Yeah, just from like like it's... going back and watching the um the Taxi Driver one was so much fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the Pulp Fiction one brought back a lot of good uh fun little memories as well. For mm-hmm. me. I love that one as well. In terms of again, who was the best actor? I think we can all ag- agree that it was Batista. Oh, it's Batista. <laughs> yes. As always, even though he only had no, you know what? I, like, I, I'm no. giving I'm giving the wrestling Oscar to Big Show actually. <clears throat> yeah, like like the the like the overall award goes to goes to Batista, but like the the actual competition one. <clears throat> yeah, 
I'm 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 torn either between Big Show, um, Big Show, Booker T, mm -hmm. or I can't believe I'm saying this, Carlito. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Hey, I'm Carlito. You're listening to my accent. Yes, we're we're Carlito. Hey, you're pulling on my trousers. I'm going to tell you Carlito. Anyway, that's about just going to wrap it up for this episode. On our next episode, huh, I get to say that we get to finally talk about one of the most important figures in the entire history of professional wrestling. But I'm going to leave that for next week, who we're going to be talking about. Also, we're going to be talking and running down, of course, our predictions for WrestleMania, even though they will be two days late. But we <laughs> Don't will worry about it. talk about WrestleMania weekend and see what's going to be happening there. But until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan Reardon. And you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. We will see you, as always, on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya.